And you're like, yeah. So I came in and then I just basically in order because I needed to feel good about something. He kicked the door open and we kissed. <laughs> oh, man, I knew it. We made out passionately. Classic Daniel move to get out of a situation. What do you mean classic Daniel? When have I ever done that? Dude, when you got mad at me for not being able to see Cleo, you fucking kicked the door down and you kissed me, dude. <laughs> you fucking wish. <laughs> I'm bad and bougie. I fucking hate you. This dry streak might end, if that's what you're referring to. This voice, and it says, I know you know I'm here. Why are you, you ignoring me? Are that's you smelling you burnt did. toast, sir? I sure oh. Yeah. Oh, so, There's no way you could speak to them dancing that hard and so passionately. You know what? <laughs> I really may regret this. I'm actually editing the episode, so I choose what's going in. And this is all going in. Yes, it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the I May Regret This podcast. As always, I'm your host, Concept. <laughs> and I'm joined by my co-host. De- yeah, Sid, you're making a face because you don't actually listen to the episodes, so you wouldn't get it. But like, just you don't get this shit. Even though we, li- you literally made that bit on the episode where he was on. So I guess did I really? That's where yeah, it started. They, I think it's deeper problems than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he just doesn't care about us. He's always asking <laughs> to come on our show, which doesn't make sense. Anyways, I guess we already spoiled, <laughs> and the title spoiled. That Sid is. <laughs> Why is he back again? Wait, wait, before- Sid. Before you say anything, I want to properly introduce you. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> His name is Sid. He is a squid. He lacks a kid. I hate my kid. His name is Sid. Hey, what's up? There it is. Oh, I, I, I forgot. I, I totally forgot too. And then I, I re-listened to the episode recently. I forgot. So, we did a rap in, in your yeah. name. And often actually in a lot of our episodes, we'll often, I'm not even, this isn't a bit, we will often start ridiculing you and making fun of you because we know that you won't listen and it'll never get back to you. Welcome sounded, to the show. You sounded like my dad when you said the hey, my kid part. <laughs> and that's why he keeps coming back. What for jokes like that? Real below the belt type shit. <laughs> it's got to be a Gucci belt though. Uh-huh. Anyways, nice. so it's really, uh, I was actually talking Fuck to Gucci. Daniel about this. I find it really interesting and awesome. Um, literally like a few days into me starting school, I was really depressed and hated everything about life. And we had sit on for that episode and it was just the opposite of the energy that I have right now. You know what I mean? And then yesterday I just wrote my last exam that school year flew by and, and you know, what do we know? We have you back again. And I just uh, really wanted to share how, how awesome it feels by the way, first of all, to be doing this and feeling completely opposite from what I was. I honestly have listened back to that episode a few times and it's one of my least favorite, honestly, because I just (laughs) sound sad always whenever I speak, but I just wanted to, uh, why don't I guess pat myself on the back and have you guys congratulate me for finishing? Hey, cheers, year. cheers to that. Cheers, cheers to, that. to you. Drinks cheers up. to that. Drinks up. My video's off, but I hope you guys. And know cheers that. to Red Stripe. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Yeah. Cheers. You, oh my ears! You clinked <laughs> two <laughs> bottles that? together by yourself and gave. No, I'm just, tinnitus. I'm just with a group of my closest friends. Yo, cheers, guys. You're on video, dude. Yeah, and you're actually... on video. There's no oh, one there. And you have a hold mirror on. behind <laughs> you, on. and we can see that you're alone no, no, in the no, room. No, no, hold on. No, they're not here yet. I was just, like, telling them to come in. Okay. Yo, cheers, guys. <laughs> oh, good to see you. Whoa, you, you actually look really good off. in your Zoom profile picture. Can you keep your video off, dude? Uh, oh, do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, man. I guess I'll... Uncalled for. <laughs> I guess I'll do that. 
So um, before we get started, uh, Daniel actually brought this to my attention. We ended the last episode with a bit, what I thought was a bit, where we would bring a guest on and every time we would ask them to- It's never a bit. It's never a bit. And here's what it is, Sid. We need you to contribute to the definition of love. We need you to do whatever you can as quickly, long, whatever. Take as much time as you want or need to define what the word love means to you. We are slowly but surely putting together definitions from our collective brains and guests we have on and we'll ultimately write the ultimate, I said the word twice, definition for the word love. (laughs) We'll ultimately write the ultimate definition of love. (laughs) Yes, that's the goal. So what does love mean to you, Sid? The floor is yours. It's like when you have sex on the first night. Like when you <laughs> oh. have sex. Okay, yeah, write yeah. that down. Can you write, write that? that down. No, no, I'm writing it. I'm writing it. I got it. it. I got it down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but it's also a choice. Love's not real. Oh. It's a choice. You choose to love somebody. Okay, so it's not real. Okay, so for he's kind of throwing a wrench and everything we talked about. A little about, bit, so yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So when you say it's a choice, let's say you have chosen to love someone, what does that uh, describe the feeling, define the feeling when you have made the choice to feel love? I think that's like, I think on the receiving end, it's like such an honor and privilege that one person decided that you're the one and, and we're going to make this one work. And I think that's cool because in the traditional sense, I think people rely on finding a uh, you know, oh, there was this one person for me that was meant for me. That's fucking bullshit. Are you dumb as fuck? Like, there's 8 billion people out there. That is not the case, buddy. So, you know, That's... I think it's, I think it's like, like <laughs> chemistry is important. Forgive me, Dan, but <laughs> sorry, sorry. Please but, uh, like, chemistry is really cool. And I think there's like, you obviously have to pick smart. You want somebody working on themselves, growing, evolving all the time. You don't want to just make it work with anybody. But I think when you decide that day where it's like, this is that person I'm going to invest in for the rest of my life, that's fucking magical that you made that choice. And and it's cool because you made that choice. And it's super honorable and that, that there's like a privilege on both ends, you know? Hmm. But sucks on the first stage, for sure. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he actually gave us such a well said deep answer after Did, were you saying, writing all of that i wrote all of it down okay now i'm deleting so it. read it back <laughs> <laughs> so he said that it's really cool to have sex on the first date pretty much and then like yeah, he just okay. like said a bunch of other like shit after that right 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 i actually thought that was interesting because that's the way i felt about i think we talked about this when we had dempsey on like really early on mm-hmm. um where i talked about my view of quote unquote, my passion in life, Mm -hmm. um, as if that's kind of a thing. And maybe it is for some people, I think for the vast majority of people, they don't like have a passion. They're just like humans. And I don't know, they're just living. It's not like, Oh, I was born to be this or whatever. And my whole like outlook on it for the longest time was I was just waiting for it to like fall on my lap. Like, well, what's the point of trying in this and this and this, it's not what I'm passionate about. So I'm gonna just wait till, And then I realized that that's not how you figure out what you're passionate about. You figure out by trying your hardest all the time. And that's kind of adjacent or like similar to what you're saying is that it is a choice ultimately to like sacrifice and and invest fully in someone rather than saying, 
oh, I- I'm just going to wait for this love feeling to, to like happen and then I'll know type of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, for me, I always remind myself what love feels like when I think about our relationship, you and me, like, we'll just be hanging out and I'll just want to take a picture of you looking good. Cause I'm like, damn, you're so cute. But like, it's something we built, dude. This was five years and you hated me for a while and I hated you for a while and we needed space from each other, but we took the time to understand each other. Right. Like you, you think deeply about how, like you, you, you make the effort to understand me. And I think that's like fucking so cool and vice versa. Like that shit comes with time, you know? So when people talk about, yeah, fuck, you know, I fell in love on day one. No, it's chemistry. It's good chemistry. And that's, that's not wrong either. Good chemistry is cool. And then you can choose to build on that. Yeah, right? that's awesome. I, I, I totally agree. And yeah, like I think with you and I and, and some other people in my life, like they, they've been a part of how I've changed over time. Um, and what I, other people? Uh, jesus he, he yeah. leaned in so like he put his drink down the smile wiped off his face and he leaned <laughs> so close to the camera when you said other people um fuck like flustered <laughs> <out. laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what i was saying i think i was saying um i have adhd so you may have to uh i love that i can use that now um yeah, what was I talking about? Uh, I interrupted you very rudely, but you said, you know, I think about what I have with you and other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, and I like, yeah, like you said, kind of, I kind of use certain things that I have with my family, that I have with my close friends, that I have with my, my fucking blood brother. And um, I, I use that as kind of like a roadmap of what I want long term with, with a partner and obviously pre- previous relationships and things like that, too. Um, I use as well, but. Yeah, I think that's, it also kind of speaks to, because when we said, you know, what does love mean to you? I, you immediately took the form of like uh, a relationship, intimate love. But um, we also kind of touched on like family and kind of like a, a siblingly, brotherly type love as well. Platonic love as well, which like, I think they're all, they're actually more similar than you may think. Because I think yeah. with, with like, say you and i for example we pretty much have everything except for the intimate i mean like if you want to change that like i'm all i (laughs) I mean (laughs) um you're red it's crazy i can visibly um, see him getting nervous let's take this let's take this offline we'll like we'll edit this out out i'm not gonna edit this out um canal so uh fuck what were we talking about (laughs) It was you guys, you guys were talking, you guys were talking about getting intimate. <laughs> no. So I, I do agree with your point though, Dan. I think a good way to describe it. Ah, no, you know, it's too oversimplific, like too oversimplified what I'm going to say, but like sexual chemistry and intimacy, you can't have with everybody, but then the love portion on top of that, you can build. If it's, if you choose to, like I said, people have to have kind of, I feel like I get along with you, especially in this stage of my life. Cause I feel like we're kind of on the same journey. Mm-hmm. And that's important too. You have to be on similar journeys. There's a lot of things that need to line up, and yeah. then you can kind of, right? So it's not an easy silver bullet answer to it. But one thing's for sure it doesn't just happen. That's not real. It's an overtime thing. Well, nothing's real in a way. That's facts. Can all thoughts? 
I don't, I don't know if I have anything to say about nothing being real. Otherwise, I mean, I, I don't really, I feel like I talked a lot about it last week, but I, th- I did mention that. Um, I think I mentioned it at least last week of kind of benchmarking what it means to you based on, you know, relationships with other people. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, an intimate relationship or a very close friend that you have or a family type love and kind of I'm mean, benchmarking might not be the right word, but it's kind of the first word that comes to mind of like, okay, well, how, how do I feel about this person? Or like, what's unique about the way I feel about this person? Like, I know I love this person, like as a brother or as whatever, what's different about that than like any other regular friendship that I have. And I guess kind of use that to piece together like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess this is what it means to me then. Cause I also think, again, I think it's very subjective. Yeah. What love might mean to one person versus another. And you put that together based on what you feel, I guess, and what you look for in general. It doesn't, it not even in a physical or, or intimate, I should say in an intimate aspect. It, what's interesting is that this new addition to the to the definition, um, mm-hmm. it, it sends me really making the point that it's a choice. And in which case, like the, this, the hypothetical situation you were talking about before, where it's like someone's asking you, are you in love? It's it's actually more of a question of have you chosen rather than, oh, like, what are your feelings? Is it yeah. always could we say it is always a choice? I mean, what if it just I, I don't think so. What I if think, you're just kind of reflecting and you I, it turns I, out you feel like you might have naturally just, you know, so, w- without choice or without having chosen to quote unquote love someone, you feel like looking in the mirror, holy shit, this really might be the case and I never would have seen it coming. For the sake of argument, I'm going to say yes, it's always a choice because my theory is you meet somebody, say it's smooth for 2 to 3 years like you <laughs> quote unquote, fall into love, there's going to be a stressor and a moment where shit's going to hit the fan and you both choose to work through it. As soon as you do that, you've now chosen to love each other. So I think that you, in that case, have chosen to acknowledge outright that like, yes, I have chosen to love and work it out with this person. But I don't think, but what I'm saying is you don't technically, that's you acknowledging that, okay, this is how I feel and I'm choosing to, build on these feelings and work it out. But I'm saying that you don't necessarily choose to love someone. You end up loving someone and then you choose how to build on that love or on the recognition of those feelings with whatever you do next and working through that stressor or not. I think I think that's a good way to, I wouldn't say I'm misaligned with what you're saying. I think you're saying it in different words, but yeah. that's how I feel. Okay. I kind of get that too. When I remember when I was with my ex, the, um, she actually said, I love you first. And I like, I, I didn't know what to do with that because I was like, I don't know how to describe this. I felt like extremely intimate with her, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I could say I love you because it would have felt fake. So I didn't say it back. Mm. Um, and it was a bit of a weird moment, but like, I don't know. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, I think about a, I think about a month. Takes later, a sip of his drink. <laughs> um, sheesh, it's getting hot in here. No, like, I think like a month later, um, there was a moment where like we were, it was getting kind of turbulent, I suppose, because she was moving away, and it was like, oh, like, what are we, what are we really doing here? And I, I felt like, kind of thrusted into it, and I, and then I was like. I'd like, I can't leave you. Like, I, I love you. And in a way it kind of was a choice because I could have just like denied those feelings and gone with a pragmatic decision, but because I hate long-term relationships and that's not what I wanted. 
but like I felt thrust into it because of how intensely I felt about her. And like, I was willing to sacrifice that. And it was a choice in a way, but it was also like out of my hands, so to speak. So it was, it was kind of like a bit of both, if that makes sense. You have to have the capacity to do it. And I don't think you did at that time because that's, that's why I say it's so honorable, right? Because you have to look at the resources you have that you can pull on when you, when you decide to love somebody. And I think at that point in time, you didn't love yourself, period. And you just weren't at a point to be able to love somebody. I mean, I, I was at the time, like, I just felt that the long distance broke us because it stress tested us to the point where we broke. Um, Would you, sorry, yeah. go on. Actually, I'll ask after. I guess that, that was mostly it. Well, so, I'm cu- I, sorry, go ahead. Come on. Well, just quick. This might not be correct, but it's still an, a lens I'd like to look at it through and kind of ask, do you think that that would be a case of loving someone, but choosing not to like choosing to not go through that oh, stressor that's and acknowledging it uh, well like because Sid and i were talking about the aspect of acknowledging it choosing to love someone and going through that stressor point together would you say that that's the opposite uh, I, like maybe but you could also argue that circumstantially i fell out of love because of the situation mm, like mm. i i think i at the time when i initially did it i was willing to make that sacrifice but as it became as like the reality set in months in to like what we were actually doing, um, it became too much. And then I basically like combusted right. all, all at once. It was pretty crazy. Right. Um, so but, I, I, I think I fell out of it. I don't know if I chose like both times. I don't think I chose either time. I yeah. didn't want to enter a long distance relationship. And then I did. And then I didn't want really to end the relationship, but I, I like literally had to. Yeah, yeah. I, like okay. it was like, holy shit, I have to do this. Right. But don't don't forget attraction either. Yeah, I don't want to make this hectic, but I'll you make know, it hectic. Well, oh, like <laughs> well, like Dan, you know, I decided to work on a relationship because I was chasing your ass as a friend when I first met you. Like, there's a lot about you that I respected, and like I wanted, like I wanted to be part of your life. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. There was, there was. This is what I'm fucking, it's complicated because like for me, yeah, I can choose to love whoever, but like, it's not that simple because the other stuff has to be fulfilled. I have to respect you intellectually. We have to be able to be like, you know, here, I got to be sexually attracted to you, which is a very important thing to me. You know, I joke about it a lot, but I'm serious. It's like, I don't believe that anything in this world is real, except for the feelings I have when I have sex, really good sex. (laughs) <laughs> like the chemicals in my brain i'm like oh the human experience smoke the proverbial cigarette and then you know go go on with my day but like man all that shit's important and, and the way i like to i don't want to objectify a person like they are a fucking car right here's a better way to put it you can choose to be good at any craft by putting in the work but only some crafts are going to give you the fulfillment that you've always wanted. What do you mean by crafts? If I want, I could choose to be good at soccer tomorrow, but something about basketball 
makes me show up every fucking morning, no matter how bad of a workout I had the day before, where I just want to get better and better and better. But I, and I can do that for theoretically any other craft, whether it be, I don't know, writing or making music, right? And I'm not using my personal self as an example. I, I still try to figure out what my crafts are, but some crafts are worth my time and me choosing to dedicate my life to them. Hmm. You can't just, I just, I feel like that gets lost in the way I explain it. Yeah, you can dedicate yourself to anything, but there are needs of your own that need to be fulfilled. And some people can give you that and they give you an idea that they can give you that. And when so, those does, and when those don't work out with people, that that's that's that those are the ones that hurt. You know what I'm saying? After the effort that's been put in. Wait, you kind of lost me. So, like the as far as developing a craft, I get what you mean about certain ones click with you. Like personally, there's just something that like I don't know awakens in you that you really resonate with. That well, are you saying like developing the craft in a way that's what gets you attracted to someone else? Or what did you, what was your point about the craft? No, the point about the craft is just like my love for basketball. There's a, there's a love I'll have for this person or an attraction to this person that fulfillment that, that, that the work at the end of the tunnel will give me what I need here. Yeah. And that you can't have with everybody. Yeah, but I wouldn't I, define that as love. I define that more when I talk about chemistry and intellectual compatibility. And you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just some things like some people are worth just waking up one day and saying, yep, this is the person. Huh? Yeah, I get that. I think for me, looking back, it was uh, it was mostly a love language thing. Like, I only got um joy and like fulfillment from a relationship from quality time and like physical touch and things like that and i could honestly like i don't i i care less about gifts and acts of service and all that other stuff i forget the other ones but um and that's all you get in a long distance relationship. You can't have quality time. You can't have physical touch. So that right away was like, I'm, I'm putting so much energy into this because I'm, I'm, I'm there for her. I'm supporting her. I'm keeping, I'm communicating with her. We're doing this and that, but it's just not like, I'm not getting any, any energy back. And then I think to that point, like the, the, the demand like the energy consumption is high. So whatever I'm getting out of this has to be really worth it. And I just didn't at the time believe in like investing in her enough that, that we would be happy together yeah. by, by getting through this, if that makes sense. Like it just, it was just like, this isn't worth it. No, but you bring up a good point about love languages, you know, some people just get your love language right away. Some people can develop it. I think you developed it with me. So one of my biggest things is forget gifts and all that shit. I feel loved by, I feel loved by like a you and I feel loved by Kunal. I'm going to give you both an example that you may not know where I feel truly like you guys love me. 
It's when you know me and speak for me. And the thing is, I really have not a lot of respect for people, like most people, because they haven't taken the time to understand me. They haven't taken, they all, everybody wants to put me in a fucking box. I, I'll get started on this whole tangent, <laughs> right? But you guys have allowed me to be every version of myself and taken the time to understand me. So for, for Daniel, like whether it be the backyard movement or Earth One or everything we're, we're working on, I have so much faith that in my absence, Daniel will represent me so well. That's the love language. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he just took the time to understand me all the quirks and shit. And I think that's so magical to me. Same with you, Kanal. Like, something you do that is funny, but you don't realize, like, that goes such a long way for me. Like, when you represent my interests with our gaming group, when I'm not there, and Kanal's just like, yeah, Sid's not going to play that. <laughs> but when they're deciding on which video game we got to buy next, yeah. I think, to me, that's, like, so fucking cool because you guys just took the time to understand me. And I think, like, I... I didn't know how much I needed this, but I'm starting to realize it. Like, I really like feeling understood. Yeah. Mm. All of it. All of it. The, the, the nonsense, the good parts, just all of it. I really like folks that have taken the time that are like, holy fuck. Yeah, this is how he is. Uh-huh. But taking the time. Think about how long our relationships have been. Both of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How long has ours been? <laughs> Dude. Dude. Two thousand. Eight? eight yeah 2008 because i think it's like the first year when we moved here that's oh, fucking solid crazy. 13 years yeah yeah okay okay well well that went fucking better than expected after the early long, answer it was a long talk about love yeah um canal i want to get you to get to your question but i feel yeah. like it's it sounds good so why don't we do that as the last one uh-huh. this one may build off kind of what we we're saying because i i was looking on um ask r slash ask men on reddit yeah and one of them was um i kind of forget now but something along the lines of when did you stop going to your friends for advice or like when you're when you're going through some sort of like situation where you're distraught um uh-huh. and like w- at what point did you stop reaching out to your your close friends for support um and i want to ask you guys like have you gotten to that point with a number of people and if so or if not do you see a point where you will do that so is it like when did i ever stop like at what point did i stop going to friends for advice in general like a blanket question or is it no specific friends a specific person like people that you would consider that's how i interpret it you have yeah. a lot of close friends yeah right and earlier in our career we would kind of ask everybody the same question but but what it seems like the redditor is asking is over time he's found that that pool of people he asks is a lot smaller now like a lot okay let me let me paint the picture a bit of more what i'm actually interested in because i mean fuck this redditor whatever i'm (laughs) i want to be the (laughs) question asker because i i wanted to say that there was a pivotal moment in our relationship said and actually in kind of just me in general building a support system um where when i broke up with my ex for the first time the like i i have a tendency to just take on everything myself and i'm really i'm really independent as a person but i mean part of that is that often two time too too often i feel that i need to take on everything myself so in the situation where 
Like the world is fucking ending. Like this is the worst I've ever felt in my life. I literally, when that happened, I left my house um, and I just started walking aimlessly because I didn't know what to do. Like I just felt extremely distraught. And um, I was talking to um, Selby, who's like, shout, shout out Selby, who's like my brother. Shout um, out Selby. Shout out Selby. Uh, he was like, yeah, it sounds like you weren't like doing the right thing because you weren't like going to a support system. You're just trying to like do this yourself. And uh, I mean, like you're just walking aimlessly. Right. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Like I didn't I didn't go to a support system at the time. Um, and the pivotal moment I'm talking about is where this is around a time period where Sid and I were kind of going through a, a weird thing. We're like, um, we weren't as close as we normally would be. And I, no, I like, don't think we were ever like for you to say normally would be, I don't think we were ever close. Like we're close now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like no, that was, uh, I was changing. You were changing kind of moment. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let me paint the picture for that even a little bit too. I, I wouldn't like, we're definitely closer than we've ever been, but at the time, I would still get questions. Okay. This is around the time when you were breaking, you broke up with and you were having a really tough time with it. And we were there like to support you. And I was having conversations with you one-on-one -on -one all the time and, 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 and there for you. Um, and then if like, say some time period after that, I, you started changing quite a bit. And I interpreted that as like you being, disingenuous to like who you are i felt like it was kind of fake um and i kind of like lost or like forgot what like our close relationship was like if that makes sense but i would still go to friends houses and um visit friends and whatever and still get questions like oh like where's sid and then i'd be like because we were so close and like we often lived together and i'd be like i don't know where sid is like uh, why the fuck would I know where Sid is? Like I was getting all defensive because I didn't want to be linked with you anymore because you were doing stuff that like, I didn't necessarily agree with. And I felt like intertwined with you. And then it took me a while to let that go and realize that like the people that are really close to me can still be individuals and like, it doesn't represent me, but I can still support them. But before I came to that realization, we had this pivotal moment where I'm still not really talking to you that much. Um, and I'm like panicking going through this breakup thing. And I, and I go to the like Westwood house and um, I find you and Eric there. And then I'm kind of just chilling there and I don't really say anything, but you guys can tell I'm like going through something. Um, and then, so you ask me like, Hey, what's up? You look really sad. And then I say like that, I just broke up uh, with my ex at the time. And um you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Blah, blah. I came and hugged me. And then, uh, you know, we, we talked for a little bit. And then, like, I don't know, after an hour, I just, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go home. <coughs> Excuse me. And then I still didn't feel right that night. And I was just, uh, still like distraught in my room and I couldn't sleep and stuff. And then at like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning, I texted you. And I was like, okay, I just need to come over to your house. Like, are you still awake? And you're like, yeah. So I came in and then I just basically, in order because i needed to feel good about something he kicked the door open and we kissed <laughs> oh man i knew it we made out passionately classic daniel move to get out of a situation what do you mean classic daniel when have i ever done that dude when you got <laughs> mad at me for not being able to see cleo you fucking kicked the door down and you kissed me dude <laughs> you fucking wish <laughs> I also still haven't like seen Cleo. So you, yeah. Anyways, like, your story. So like, what happened? About that. 
what happened there. So Okay, so, so I, I go in and I basically <laughs> confess to Sid, like, all of my feelings towards him and that I think, like, th- this is how I feel about him and that um, uh, whatever. And then, like, once we went through that whole thing, then it allowed me to really talk about my ex and, like, how I felt about it and he was, like, there for me. And then, like, from that point on, I started to kind of realize the importance of, like, building a support system where I would tell my really close friends, like, the truly um, deep, like, disturbing things I'm going through or whatever. Um, So my point being that I'm developing that more and more as I grow older, rather than what this Redditor was saying is that as you get older um, or you get to a certain point when you kind of, like, lose that and you just don't talk to your, like, close friends and you don't, like, confess to them anymore. So I was wondering... Are you guys on that journey with me where like you're developing that more or are you finding that you're developing it less? I'm at the opposite point, Dan. You're you can all my sister are like, that's it as far as asking for advice. And it goes back to, you know, who knows me? You know, who knows me as the virgin crying in the shower? You know, uh, <laughs> just drunk, purposeless, but then also with all my wins. You know, and how complicated that is for me, too. And how battered I think my self-relationship is with me. Right? But, like, how I'm trying to build that. Like, there's only, like, two or three people that know that. So, for me, it's just there's only a few people that understand my complexity. And, and I respect enough where they're like, you're being a fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> and then I'll be like, yeah, okay, fair enough. And then I'll, and I'll like, really consider it. Take most times. Most times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kunal, I'm gonna go nuclear. No, <laughs> um, no, but but uh, yeah, like I said, the situations that you're in are complex. I have found though that because I understand my complex situations best, more so than a lot of other people, with you know, aside from my select few people, I just stopped asking for advice, I just kind of do my thing. And I've benefited a lot in my life from just not listening to other people. It's strange. You're supposed to take criticism. So that's oddly enough what I will listen to. But uh, but people's quote unquote best intentions for me vary. So I, I try to keep that to a minimum as long as they align with me. You know, and like I said, there's only a few people in my life where I'm like, okay, they understand me. So I'm not myself right now, clearly. I kind of need them to step in and be like, this is what normally you would do. So you know, go and get it done. <laughs> I um, it's I feel like it's only hard for me to answer the question because I, I really don't, I don't think I can answer with either of the options of are you developing this more or less. I kind of feel like I've been the same um, my entire life, which is for the most part, I don't think I, um, well, I always try to be in, you know, the best possible situation. Whenever I feel like I'm in the shit with something, I do my best to just kind of figure it out. Whenever I truly feel like I'm backed into a corner and need to reach out to someone, I will consistently reach out to only those that I consider to be in like my close circle. So I can't say that I've recently developed the fact of going to that close circle more often when I, when I feel like I need to or vice versa. Maybe I don't as much as I used to. I feel like I do as much as I feel like it's needed. The only variable that might be changing there is what I consider that close circle to be with me maybe falling out of touch with a friend or gaining a new friend into that circle. Um, sorry, people like to race outside of my house. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Um, 
Otherwise, I can't. Uh, I think that whenever I'm truly in a situation where I feel like I'm not myself right now, and I hate it because I like being this positive, upbeat energy, and I'm not, and I'm moping around, or there's something that's really eating away at me that I know that I can't fight by myself, and I know that I can't figure out by myself, and I just, or just generally, would really benefit from just talking to someone about whatever situation I'm in. I feel like. As far as I can remember, whenever I'm backed into a corner like that, I just reach out to whoever's in that circle. Um, I can't say that I've been doing it more or less as of recent. Again, the only thing that's really changed is who might be in that circle, who or may or may not be. But I can't say that otherwise I, I, there's any difference in how that has developed or changed. That makes sense. Do you, um, do you like being the guy that's like, seen as you know very positive upbeat you know always bring a sense of humor to the situation that sort of thing i think uh i think i've embraced it a lot um i can definitely say i think in high school okay so high school is interesting because as always with a lot of people in high school i guess like you're trying to quote unquote find yourself or whatever and <laughs> for someone i was quote unquote going through puberty as they say. <laughs> my body was going through changes i guess i got hair in like <laughs> places or whatever anyways but so it was interesting there were definitely times where i would I wouldn't say not be myself. I would always be myself, but I would elevate it to an extent of being that guy. You know what I mean? Of being, I guess, the quote unquote class clown sometimes or being just that person that people go to for a laugh, even when I really didn't feel it. And sometimes, <laughs> nice man, Sid uh, was just showing me that he's pouring himself a drink. Um, and and I, guy. I used to like that, but there were also times where I kind of felt in high school, I kind of felt like trapped with that. Like, am I allowed to have a bad day like let's say i go into school one day and i feel like shit i i would genuinely feel like i can't i can't i'm not allowed to do this i can't let people see me like this because this goes against this persona that i've built um and that's definitely when i when i didn't like it because then i didn't really feel like i was always being myself i didn't really feel like i could be down and and Honestly, actually, this kind of probably ties in with the question of when I started to kind of recognize that and reach out to people like Sid or talk to my parents about it or talk to other close friends about it and realize that, you know, people would, would not care if I was negative one day or for a week or for however long I was and that the people would be there to constantly help me work through my shit whenever I experienced it. Kind of just open the door to like, okay, well, I guess I don't always have to be that person you know what i mean i don't always have to be the loudest person in the room laughing for no reason making jokes out of nothing even when i'm clearly not feeling it um and i would say that i don't really do that anymore when i am when i am down i'm i'm okay with letting that show so i don't think i i to answer your question i don't have a problem with that persona because i i just i love it so much like i love that that's what people look at me as because at the end of the day i've said this before the whole reason i like being this or like having this personality that I have. And I like being that guy in a room at a party or in a classroom or whatever is because it brings people genuine joy and laughter. And that's so fucking awesome to me that I feel like I genuinely have the ability to turn someone's mood around when they're having a shitty day with just being me and doing whatever it is mm. that I do. And so that's what I mean by I've embraced it because I think that I've found a genuine beauty, I guess, in that what would... I would originally consider to be that idiotic side of me. I feel like has now turned into just one of my best qualities because I think it's what makes me a likable person. Wow. That's fucking cool. Yeah. 
I'm, I mean, yeah, I agree. Like, I think, um, people do look to you to do that. And like, you do bring genuine joy to people in like situations where, you know, that's needed. Yeah. I just find it interesting. Cause like, I totally have, especially now realized that I never want to be that person. Like if there's someone going through something tough, um, I don't want to be the guy they come to for a positive spin on the situation. Right. Right. I'd rather just live it with them and be like, dude, I know like things are fucked up. Like, Wow, life is just fucking yeah, life dude, is just I insanely tough. I appreciate like, that so much about you. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'll literally have the worst fucking day ever. Like I'd just be like crying into my sandwich that Daniel bought for me. <laughs> and the best fucking thing about Dan is he just doesn't say anything. He just puts his arm around you and he's like, man. Eh. I'm like, fuck, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I just got, I got nothing to say. Like, fuck, love, life just gets really fucking tough. And I, like, it, it, I mean, you guys know about my like thing with depression and yeah, all that. I just feel like, you know, I slipping... casually dabble in the depression. <laughs> I, I dabble. I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of sorts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just feel like the slip into darkness is like familiar sometimes. And not that I would want that, but. I also wouldn't want to be the guy that pretends that that's not happening. And I, so I find that like, I find that commendable. Like, I'm glad there's people like you out there that like continue to like always look to, to see a positive spin on things. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. I wouldn't say that Canal does that. Right. I want to say yeah. this. I want to say this. Kunal knows when. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to actually, I was going to describe how I think I do it. And I wanted to see if Sid would agree or not. Yeah. Cause again, Kunal, you're another guy I'll call up and be like, dude, I'm fucking COVID positive. (laughs) Yeah. So again, I would, I I think that the way I typically go now, when someone comes to me with a problem, I do not instantly go, okay, joke, joke, joke. Like, let's start laughing. I, Although I take, you did say it'd be kind of cool to die in the United States alone in your hotel room and then spit on me and laugh over the phone. <laughs> this isn't... Is that true? I don't remember. No. Okay. <laughs> it could have been, though. It does sound like something I would say. Um, but this, that's what I mean, right? So, like, when Sid calls me with, like, news like that, for example, when, when people talk to me about, you know, just generally shitty things that they're having, I will definitely start by feeling out the mood and the overall, like the impact of the situation that they're going through i'll be there to listen i'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll give them meaningful advice in my opinion and i'll there's a switch you know what i mean once i feel like i'm starting to get through the get through to the person a little bit and i feel like the conversation's trending in a positive way where i'm starting to see a smile on their face i'm starting to see them come a little more alive and start to feel better maybe stop bearing the weight of whatever the situation is on their shoulders that's when, if I feel like it's appropriate, I start putting a positive spin on things. And if I don't get that, then I'll just be there to literally be someone's diary and let them just spew their thoughts. You know what I mean? And just listen. And he remembers every detail. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> no, hey, um, a, a better way to describe Kanal is he can inject energy when you most need it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's just kind of this like battery uh shout out to anchor batteries you better fucking sponsor us for the next work we're doing let's go um but no canal's canal's always been good at it's why it's why i found so much 
you know, comfort, just hopping on, playing some video games with you guys. Canal's always fucking hilarious, man. Just always, <laughs> always, always injecting energy where we needed. And, you know, a lot of people notice when you can't inject that energy. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that's where that comes from. We don't mean to, we don't mean to be like, well, you can't have a bad day. No, I know. I know. Yeah. And but, then, uh, I've definitely, that's what I mean when I say like I've embraced it more. I've come to terms. Like, and honestly, actually, <laughs> when we were doing that podcast in September, when I just started school, like you guys are both like, man, you aren't you <laughs> right now. Like you're not your typical self that we're used to. Um, and, and again, like maybe in the past, that's how I would have, uh, you know, because I just wasn't really fully aware with not even myself, but just, you know, the overall surroundings and what people might say and how I might take it in the past, like in grade nine or 10, I might've taken that as like, Oh shit. Yeah. Shit. I'm being, I'm being sad in front of people. Get it together. Get it together. Laugh about something. Right, but now right. it's, now it's like, yeah, no, I, I know I'm not. And I'm, I'm okay to talk about it when, you know, when, it's, when I'm in a situation like that. Yeah, that's cool. I remember that was a big thing for me too. When I was kind of going through my thing, uh, when I, when I first got to Toronto was that, I had all these different sides of me and I'd originally feel that and it with like different groups of people or when I had different moods, I'd be different around. I like, I'd be a different version of myself. And I felt like I was being like disingenuous by doing that. Right. And, and then I had to kind of connect with like all those different masks I'm wearing and then realize that like all those different versions of myself that I'm being are all just me. Yeah. And it's not like I need to hide those things. I just need to embrace when they're happening. Like, Oh, I'm not quote unquote myself, but that like this is a version of myself because I'm feeling this way or whatever. Have you tried having a Snickers? Because you're not why, yourself why? when you're hungry. Really? Is that it, dude? Canal. Oh um, man. I want to get you to <laughs> inject some energy into this podcast with the question. Oh, fuck. Oh, dude, that was good. Not what you said. The fucking Snickers thing. I'm still. Snickers? <laughs> I still haven't gotten over that one. That Snickers thing. Yes. <laughs> that was funny. Dude, this guy, Boston's. <laughs> anyway. I'm wicked smart. I'm wicked smart. I was going to say that. Right. Nice. No, I, I was going to say that. You know Enough. What? Oh, can smart. I shout out Encore one last thing? No, you can't. So uh, the question I found, I really, <laughs> I love that I get to see his face. Good thing about Kanal, or good thing about Kanal is that every time he makes that bit, you know he's actually gonna let you say it. <laughs> He'll just say it and then let you say it. So say it. What Go do you want to say about Encore? What about? I, I, I tear up talking about Encore. He's also been there for me in the. He is exactly the chaos that I need in my life when I need some sort of energy. <laughs> but also, he really knows how to be there for me. I don't shout him out enough. He's very close to me. If you're hearing this, Ankur, you stupid lover of mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you stupid lover. I love you, Shout out Ankur, man. We all love you. Love uh, you so much, bro. Actually, I think... Overlord to my life. I often, like on Mondays and Tuesdays, walk by his room and hear him listening to our episodes whenever we post them. So I do think oh, he's going to hear this. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Yeah. Well, uh, do you do that too, dude? Do you no, listen? he listens to them for me, actually. No, no. Really, he actually... Eh? He listens you... to the ones that you're not on as well. Yeah. yeah actually, I think, the only ones, I think the only ones he hasn't listened to are the ones you've been on, now that I think about it. Yeah. What do you think about that? This is a matter of my lover and myself. This is a <laughs> behind closed doors This is a matter of my lover. Wow. Okay, so let's get to this question because I've okay. been sitting on it and I really, really, really want to ask this. And here's why. Let's so, do it. Okay, so here's the question. Dude, I'm drunk. 
Oh, so that's what you meant. That's by, what he. That's what he. That's, yeah. So yeah, because we just had a break, and he said, "Hey, can I all say no, three, two, one, go?" And then no, I'll I go didn't. say some words, and I'll interrupt I'm drunk. you. <laughs> I'm not accountable for my actions. That's the thing. I ain't that the truth. Um. Okay. So I really How wanted to ask. Drunk? This. I'm. I'm too. You're actually not serious, are you? Wait, I thought that... I'm Wait. actually drunk. You fucking late. loser. I'm actually sad. <laughs> Remember okay, that so whole no. choose to love thing? I'm gonna go ahead and stop that right Let's now. Let's go. <laughs> oh. Okay, guys, let me ask a fucking question. I went on the front of our slapper. <laughs> Slapper? Our <laughs> slapper. I went on the front page of our slash relationship advice because we were all going to go pull some questions. And this is the very first one that I saw. And just from the header, I picked it before really fully reading it. And I'm now seeing it's a bit of a, a long one. So buckle in. I'm just going to say this. This might be wrong when I start reading. And I, maybe I shouldn't be laughing. But I found it hilarious because from the title, I just feel like the boyfriend in this in this question is Sid. So so buckle in and let's let's enjoy this one, okay? It's about a 23-year-old girl writing about her 25-year-old boy. Amazing. So the title or the subject is we went to a party in a 14th floor apartment last night. My boyfriend jumped from one balcony to another. It scared me so bad I honestly don't see a future with him. <laughs> okay, so here it is. I don't even know where to begin with this because I haven't slept. I'm exhausted. And every time I close my eyes, I just see what he did and see his hands missing the rails and him falling 14 stories. I feel like I need an anti-anxiety pill or something. I also need to say my boyfriend is not a dumb man. He got his MBA when he was 20 and started business and just basically blah, blah, blah. He's just really smart. We have been together for three years and plan on spending the rest of our lives together. I have a massive fear of heights. Even going to the party last night was hard for me. I made him promise that if I got uncomfortable, we would leave, and he agreed. I was talking with some of my wives slash girlfriends and noticed my boyfriend and his best friends on the balcony with their shirts off. So this already sounds like a Westwood party, by the way. I knew he'd had way too much to drink at that point because alcohol suddenly reminds him he has nice abs and he likes to show them off. I went as close that as that can be me. I went, <laughs> right now, no. <laughs> I went as close as a slide in the glass door as I could handle and said he was scaring me, acting crazy, and I really wanted him to come inside. You may not even believe this part because you may not even believe this next part because I wouldn't if someone were telling me the story. He said something like, if I thought that was crazy, I should watch this. <laughs> He then got up on the railing and jumped onto the balcony of the next apartment over. We were 14 stories up, and though I couldn't see it, the next balcony was about 5 to 10 feet away, and he jumped like it was nothing. Holy like, all shit. the guys on the balcony cheered. Oh, I don't know why she said like. All the guys on the balcony cheered, and I got weak in my knees and felt faint and just sat on the floor. He came through the regular door smiling and high-fiving everyone. Look at I love this guy. If you think that's crazy, watch this. <laughs> he walks in the door smiling and high-fiving everyone like an idiot frat boy. He came up to try to hug me and I told him to not fuck not to fucking touch me and got up to leave the party. My friend came with me because she said I really did not look well and we got an Uber back to my house. I was so stressed out and I had I had to have the Uber pull oh, pull over so I could throw up. 
He has texted me how sorry he is and that he really didn't mean to scare me and he'll never do it again, but I do not know if I can get over this. I was so scared and I just kept playing it over through my head of his hand slipping off that rail and watching him fall. He's fine. He skis, he surfs, and he goes mountain biking and climbing, all of which scare me enough as it is, but I never thought he has been, I never thought he'd be capable of doing something so stupid. So ultimately, can I forgive him for this? Is there a future with someone who would do this? What if he has kids? What if we have kids? Is taking dumb risks something he passes on to them? Would love some advice here. I think they should break up because she's the loser and is projecting her fear of heights. (laughs) And, you know, it's just like, you know, you don't want to be cool. (laughs) If you think that's crazy, watch (laughs) Watch this, this. guys. dies yeah <laughs> if you think that's crazy watch this and then he breaks up with her because she's restricting him dude that's what i'm fucking saying now listen if, if i'm listen. the dude i'm like you know what i have fucking abs and i can jump over buildings uh what what, what am i doing with this girl <laughs> high fives his best friend and this guy's <laughs> captain america dude <laughs> they both so- jump off a building together on, on one hand, I'm trying to, you know, look at it from her perspective and get, like, why she would be afraid of something like this. But on the other hand, she kind of lost me at the end where she's like, oh, it stresses me out enough that he goes, like, mountain biking and stuff. Like, uh, he, this isn't your child, number one. Number two, when he has kids, he won't be doing this because he'll be married to you and have a child. And that's why he's doing all this now to get all this, all these, you know, whatever. What is it? 23? Yeah, he's 23 years old. So he's still he's 25. He's 25. No, she's. That's embarrassing. He's 25. She's 23. Regardless, um, I feel like it's you're kind of babying him a little bit here, bud. So, listen, she's probably like, yo, I want this guy to be my husband and like the father to our kids. And he's got to set up a good example. I can understand that. And I think it's cute that she gets worried and whatever. It seems superficial what I'm saying, but it's like because it is. You know, if the guy's a bit of an adrenaline junkie, then you got to have a serious conversation. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I do think it is a breakup thing, not because, like, he's an idiot, but because, yeah, like you said, it's, it is, like, it's sure it was that one-off event where, like, that was a bit ridiculous. But, yeah, the fact that he does all this other stuff, and not only that, but it already bothers you, I mean, that's not going away. Like, that's probably... It, manifesting in some yeah the fact that he does that as part of his lifestyle it's like right. uh it, it's something that like drives him in life <laughs> in a weird uh, as a part of it at least i don't want to fucking project what i make their three-year relationship out to be just from this one question but it seems like someone who you know gets drunk likes to take off their shirt you know gets rowdy with the boys goes mountain biking and does all this this seems like a generally um energetic kind of quote unquote crazy but like really upbeat person like he's that guy in the group meanwhile she kind of gives off the impression of someone who's a little more you know calculated to take risks yeah reserve doesn't really enjoy seeing all that and it's just i don't know if and again i don't want to just make assumptions but again based on this or based on this question that's the impression again i don't know if that seems like it has the legs to go the distance unless there's a major conversation and someone commits to changing in a major changing a part of themselves in a major way so I have two notes, and, and I actually mean this. Uh, they're two very serious answers. Number one, this could just be really light, honestly. It's yeah. just one of those fucking hilarious things. And right. he, just, he just doesn't do it again, and they move on. Right, yeah. But secondly, if it were me personally, and if you are picturing me as the boyfriend, I would not be dating a girl like that who can't match my energy. Right, right. Well, that's like what if I mean. She, if she's not jumping with me, then I'm sorry. We're not that's dating. That's what I mean. I do but think that's... that this... 
Okay. I think that this could genuinely be very light, glossed over. Hey, let's not do that again. But at the end of the day, this it still boils down to the fact that this is someone who just doesn't seem to be on the same wavelength as you in terms of that energy. Okay, but like if Kunal or Dan told me, Kunal being you, um, yeah. told me, yo, don't do that. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I won't do that. I don't know, dude. I don't know if you would. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. When you're drunk and your shirt's off, I think you're jumping. And I think I'm saying, I think I'm saying I'm here for it. Call the ambulance, <laughs> just in case. No, I, I will. There's no way I would let you do that. 100%. No, it's also irresponsible on his part. Okay, you know, you know what? You know what? Let me take a little bit more of a nuanced approach to this. I think I'm being a douchebag for the sake Ooh. of being one. Um, at 25. Mm-hmm. That's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. It just is. You know, when you're when you're dating someone long term. So so here's here's the other thing, right? Every day we leave our doors, we are role models to somebody. We're leaving an impact on somebody. Yeah. You you know, we gotta set good examples. And I think getting to a point of drunk where you're a little out of control, you know, and and you forego the thought of your responsibility to because remember when you die it's easy it's easy it's easy for us to die but we leave our close friends and family with grief and if we willingly put ourselves in a position that's going to cause grief for people around us it's kind of a dickhead move you know what i mean well because because he's gonna die at the end of the day she's gonna have to deal with it well, so that's what I originally said, right? Like I was kind of with her, honestly, throughout the question. I'm not saying he should break up with you because you got mad at him jumping. Because at the end of the day, I do <laughs> get why that would give her not even a rational fear. I don't know why I almost said a ra- it is rational fear. Where I started to lose her was, oh, it scares me that like, you know, he'll, it scares me enough that he mountain bikes and surfs. It's like, it's been three years. If it, if at this point it still scares you, I'm thinking beyond yeah. the jump. I'm just thinking that this just doesn't seem like you guys are on the same energy and that in that yeah. aspect. And I feel like Daniel, we've been kind of cutting you off quite a bit. So I want you to say what you want to say now. <laughs> oh, uh, no, not really. But yeah, I, I was just, I, I'd mostly agree with that. Like the, I read into the part where she was saying like, Oh, and he all, and he also does this, which already scares me. And then it, I'm just kind of reading into his character. And this is someone that like kind of feeds off that, like, Whoa, this guy just like daring shit. And like, that's, yeah. that's cool. Like he likes that. Right. And I don't think that's going away long-term. But regardless, like, I, I mean, I do agree with her. If I was with, I mean, I, it's hard to imagine I'm with, uh, uh, I'm in a relationship with a female that's going to jump off a building to be like a fucking beast for her boys or whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I, I find it hard to imagine, but putting myself in her shoes, like, that is insane. Like, yeah, I, I'd be extremely pissed off if someone like, well, yeah, e- even if that's a, uh, a significant other or not, I'd be extremely pissed off. Like, that was fucking dumb. Like that was like I'd be like whoever that was, I'd be like seriously pissed, like yelling at them the next day. Like if Sid jumped, you would be pissed at Sid the Yeah, next day. like the next day I'd be I'd be like, I'm sitting you down and like okay. having a fucking talk with you. So let me let me let me say this very <laughs> candidly. You know, there's a reason I don't party like like I used to. I've let down a lot of people close to me mm-hmm. doing all that nonsense. Like, yeah, they make for great stories, but I've been a fucking piece of shit. Just a massive asshole. Right. You know, having, have, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, on one end, she's not going to make her boyfriend look like a massive dickhead either. It's hard to do that even when you're really mad at them. 
you know, and I think there's a deeper thing to this. It's just like, why are you doing this? Uh, you know, I just, speaking of someone who has just this like raw energy that gets unleashed, I yeah. think when I drink, I don't even know why I'm doing it. It's just, but I hate how it comes off sometimes. And I let people down around me. I, I really do. I genuinely think it's just like, when based on what you know again i don't want to make assumptions based on this message though like that's just how this guy gets when he's drunk like we laughed about the watch this comment but it literally shows <laughs> it literally shows in that comment like oh you think that was crazy watch that like he just fucking gets seemingly into that zone when he's been drinking and again she said he texted and apologized and i think that was a deserved apology i think she deserved an apology i now, mean i do that too the next day but uh, you know i'm not gonna name any names but Bro, if you're listening to this, I love you still. I think about this night all the time. All the time. <laughs> I want you to know I think about this like literally once a day. If you're listening. Um, you know, I was, I was being my fucking dickhead self. Just drunk. Fucking angry. Not like angry. Just charged. Charged is a good way to visualize yeah. that. You did turn green and into a huge rage smashing monster. And, and you know... It, Buddy's just being his wholesome ass self, getting my sister out of trouble. And he made a joke that I completely misunderstood as him hitting on my sister, making some sort of joke. Number one, I'm totally cool with that. My sister's a great person. You're a great guy. I have no issues with that. But for whatever reason, I was just not in control. And I turned into this fucking massive loser massive (laughs) loser and i just fucking berated him you know and it's just like when i hear stories like this i'm still finding the answer to why that is a a person in me you know that that comes out this way and i worry on a deeper level that this guy may show that when he drinks right right and right either way i'm really off the handle yeah. And not my rational self that normally I would imagine folks look up to. You know right. what I mean? It's yeah. just, I'm just not that guy. And it sucks. And nobody wants, especially when someone's been intimate with you and really close to you. Yeah. You know, like the closest people don't want to see you like that. Right. Yeah. They want, so my sister told me after some of my bad nights, she was like, I don't want people to look at you the wrong way because you're so much better than that. Yeah. Hmm. And when, when people get that snapshot of you, when you're like that, yeah, that one fucking stuck with me for a long time. And I wonder how much of that is how she's feeling too, mm-hmm. you know, right. and the high fiving, especially that was a part that resonated with me where I was just kind of like, mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't. It's just the mental. No, I, Hey, it's funny. <laughs> it's it fucking is. hilarious. But, but think about, think about my escapades. They're fucking hilarious to look back on yeah. for the most part. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember Bumblebee? Oh, of course, I remember. Oh, beat his ass, man. (laughs) No, but see, this is, again, this is what, and I don't want to, I don't, I'm not saying break up because you're wrong. Like the girl who's writing this is wrong. I'm saying you deserved an apology for this situation, but it might be worth considering breaking up just because of the type of people that I am getting the impression that you two are just doesn't seem to be the same in that regard. Yeah. Not that anyone's necessarily wrong, but it just might, you're seeing signs of something that might bleed into bigger issues and like character differences down the road now now i don't agree with the mountain biking and stuff but i honestly also feel like she just added that just to kind of say hey just so you know he's a bit of an adrenaline junkie 
Yeah. But I think the issue she's having is a little bit deep-rooted because of the detail she chose to include in her story. Yeah. Like the high-fiving part, the sick to her stomach part. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. her specifically saying, like, hey, don't do this, and he still did it. And it's just like, you know, the one person you don't want to let down just for some high-fives is the person that knows you really fucking well. They're yeah. looking out for you. Mm. Well, it's not even that she told him not to do it. She saw him on the balcony with the shirt off. She's like, hey, you're scaring me. Right. And then he's like, oh, yeah, watch this. And then he fucking and, turned into Spider-Man. And the fucking thing is, man, fuck, that is the most painful thing to hear, dude. When, like, my sister's told me that. She's like, You've, you're fucking scary, dude. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Alcohol is a hell of a drug, man. But I also know I have some deep-rooted issues yeah. that I have to go see therapy and stuff about. Um, but I don't know. I'm just really projecting here. This is just Sid projecting. He may not even be like me, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get that though. Cause I'm kind of like, I suppose you're right. Like we could be reading into this one moment too much, but I don't know. I I feel like he needs, he's, he's, there's either one of two things that's going to happen. One is that he doesn't change. And two is that he goes through like a Sid adjacent type change. I keep using that word. He goes through a Sid like transformation where you realize the the effect this type of stuff has on people and then truly change that within yourself and, and find other right. things in life to enjoy other than looking cool or like doing daring things or whatever living life to that extreme you only learn again projecting here a lot of lessons in life when you get broken up with and i think right here she should break up with him to teach him a bit of a lesson i don't honestly so where i land on that is like yeah maybe things will change if it goes through that transition but i personally believe that that transition should not be forced upon him as much as it should just want to come from within so so if he now now granted there's a bit of a separation there no more fucking potentially life-threatening shit at parties is something that you might like uh you there's some wiggle room in terms of like someone physically or not physically but making you make that change but in terms of like oh you know for this this guy for this relationship to have the legs he might need to go through a transition of not being such an, an adrenaline junkie if he from within wants that then that's fine but if she quote unquote makes him do that then again i just feel like he should be with someone else who embraces that in him and matches that energy with him i don't know you guys brought that up and i don't agree i i I never saw well you come to your computer there buddy yeah do you want to like come over here dude fucking guy sorry i was pacing a little i was the i got i went into full thought yeah but you you brought it up before though where you were saying I want to be with someone that's going to jump with me type of thing. I don't yeah, think, but uh, I'm also being not... a douchebag. Okay. Well, my point is going to be, I don't, I don't see that in my future partner. And I don't, I don't see that for this guy where there's going to be a girl on the same level as him. That's going to jump with them. Well, you know, not... I, I, I think it more just has to be someone that appreciates that about you. And like, to me, I think that like whoever I'm going to be with is going to be the opposite of me and in, in, in a lot of ways and kind of bounce me out. Well, and if we're both fucking crazy, then 
It's fucking uh, hot, I, I, dude. It's fucking. Uh, well, hot. no, we'll I think there's. die together. And jump I think there's it. a. I think there's a difference in that though. Like, I'm not saying the girl for him is the girl who holds his hand and jumps with him. I'm saying the girl for him might still stop him from doing that, but it's also the girl that says, "Oh, Andy mountain bikes and he surfs," and I fucking love that about him. Like, that's cool. Right, well, right. Like, well, what sucks? Yeah, actually, that's a good. That's a very good point, Kanal. Like, it. It'd almost be better if she said. Well, he mountain bikes and stuff, so I'd rather he do that. Yeah. Right. Right. Than than this kind of stuff. That's like that's a very interesting point. Um, either way, it sounds like they really need to talk about some stuff. Agreed. He, he yeah. needs to he needs to want to get that version of himself a little bit better. Yeah. You know, it could just be a growing pain for the both of them. I think they could figure it out. They just got to talk about it. Yeah, I don't eh. think this is the be-all end-all. It definitely warrants a big conversation. In my now, but oh, do you want? Do you, do you guys want to hear what douchebag said wants to say? Of course. Break up with him. Let's go. I I agree with douchebag say. I I honestly like. I I feel like it's not worth it. Just break up with him. I feel like this, I'm reading into this quite a bit, maybe, but. I don't know. It's like whatever. You guys are different. Um, you know, this affected you that much. You wanted to puke and like <laughs> from, at least <laughs> at least from fucking loser, you threw up, idiot. <laughs> nah, like for, like reading into what yeah. how he reacted to at least. Like I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but it sounds like he's not like holy fuck. Like I can't believe I did that. Like I really need to change this within myself. It's more just like I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. Like it won't happen again. And that's like, okay, but you still have that within you. I could so. totally be off base and he could just be an adrenaline junkie. I, you know, I used, I did a lot of shit for God knows how many reasons, but it was not adrenaline. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with you, Daniel, that she should break up with him, but I am saying that it shouldn't just be, okay, we're done. It should be a conversation and that could be the outcome, but I do think that a well, conversation. It sounds like they already had the conversation. Does it? It just sounds like that they haven't. No, replied. it sounds like she hasn't replied to his yeah, text and decided to go like on Reddit the, instead. Oh, okay. Right. It sounds like they haven't really spoken. <laughs> and I feel like you need to you talk about okay, it. And breaking up can be an sure. outcome. Yeah. A breaking up can be yeah, an outcome yeah. of that conversation. But after three years, I feel like you at least discuss it and then wow, move three years. Jeez. Yeah. Fuck, that's a long time, bro. It's a long yeah. time. Imagine dating for that long. That's fucking crazy, dude. Dude, I can't, man. If I dated someone that long, I'd probably fucking jump off my balcony. Dude, if I dated someone for that long, I'd probably be loved and accepted, and we'd probably get married. <laughs> You'd probably, like, choose to love that person. <laughs> oh, God, he's, he's crying. Yeah, wow, he looks so he's crying. bad. And <laughs> you, you, cr- you look like a raisin when you cry. You ugly crier. Well, we are over an hour, and I'm very happy we got to that question, and I'm very, very happy... That this concludes yet another episode. But I have a it. question. I want to hear it. I guess I'll allow it. What is something that is legal, but oh, you no. are too afraid or too embarrassed to Google? Uh, oh, I'll tell you what it was. Well, this is a while ago. I don't know if this counts. But when I, when I got my first co-op that was an office job, um... I would look up like I would look up things that I was embarrassed about on actually I still do this. Anything I'm embarrassed about looking up, I look on incognito and I specifically remember I'd be looking up like what is a fiscal year? <laughs> like shit like that. Mm. Like, That's not illegal. <laughs> oh, what's illegal? What's illegal? Oh no, no, it's what's legal. Um, <laughs> but I think that's I was just with all due respect, that's lame as fuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Can> you- <laughs> 
Can we cut this out? I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> it stays. Well, Sid, do you have an answer for that? Because I don't I think I, I have one still. No, I almost exclusively look up illegal stuff. Uh, such as? Okay. Like, off the record, obviously. Yeah, like tax evasion and how to how to forget to do your taxes for a lot of years in a row and get away <laughs> how with to it. forget to do. Sounds your taxes. like a lot of they're just tax related, bro. Do you have an actual answer to this? Um, it's usually it's usually sex stuff. Mm-hmm. It's usually always sex stuff. Um, and it'll be you know. Oh man, like it's not. I'm not afraid of googling it. But I, it's one of those things you don't want on your Google history, so you're yeah, always gonna I just go right. incognito. I don't want anyone to ever see that in a little, in a like even in a brief moment or whatever, and have to explain that. I definitely, <laughs> I, that. I, I definitely have. Uh, the reason I went, oh man, is because like a, 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 an instance came to mind of like where I did this, and you know, it just kind of was very hard to look back on and not smash my head through the monitor. So I guess I'll tell this, and then we're gonna swiftly end the episode with no time for a reaction. And I might honestly edit it out, but um, it was in a, it was in grade nine, and I was uh, I was invited to my first ever high school party, <laughs> and um, oh, I was fucking loser. I was I haven't even told search yet oh my god this is I, gonna be really i was invited by like uh like a girl that i had a crush on um <laughs> and so then i thought like i thought she and guys stop making faces I, <laughs> I, i'm scared as it is i thought she invited me because like she liked me or whatever so like uh after i get caught i'm saying like so much okay you're I thought nervous she, i thought she invited me because she had a crush Did she listen to this podcast i hope not um we haven't talked in a while so i would hope not uh but i thought she invited me because she had a crush on me so then at night or like that night when i'm getting ready to go i thought that there was like potential for something happening so then i wanted to i had never had it i've never kissed some before so i wanted to google <laughs> how to <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening Okay, wait, wait, I got an embarrassment. That, that, was not, that wasn't as bad as... That's, that's actually pretty... Really embarrassing. Like, I wanted to Google it, you know what I mean? But, like, I was so embarrassed at the idea of, like, Encore, like, looking at my phone and seeing it. So I went in incognito mode and I Googled it. And I watched, like, a five-minute video of some dude breaking down how to have your first kiss. And then I went to the party. And, um, yeah, we... Didn't get to practice it, I imagine. Nothing happened. Yeah, no, nothing happened. <laughs> you kissed the guy, though, right? You reached out to him, the, the guy that made the video. No, uh, the guy who made the video. Mm-hmm. How would that work, dude? You reach out to him. He says, "Yeah, I live in California." I was in grade case. nine. <clears throat> Sid, what was your one? <laughs> yeah, what was yours, man? So after every breakup I go through, it'll yeah. always be incognito. Ten signs it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> or- <laughs> or 15 signs they'll come back <laughs> or 20 signs i should stop googling shit post breakup oh i wish Man, I had daniel good, uh, come yeah. on you can't after those two you can't end on what is a fiscal year i as think your the answer. better question is what are your usual suspects on incognito that aren't porn mm-hmm. um fuck <laughs> uh fuck there's so many we have so much porn 
Even uh, if you have an answer for the rich, just give us. You gotta, you gotta top fiscal year, dude. Dude, I'm down to like embarrass myself. I just, I really don't like Google that much. On the only thing I've been googling on incognito is like political stuff, and not that like it's even like ooh racy stuff. I'm typing in. It's just like I just don't want that on my history. Who won the U.S. election? As a white guy, (laughs) what am I allowed to say? (laughs) Did we nail it? Uh, I'm gonna not make a joke right now. Mine, mine was how do I, how do I? My most recent search was how do I convince two of my best friends to invite me to their podcast so I could kiss them after. <laughs> what uh, was the first answer to uh, make sure you bring your your recording mic to wherever you are, so that or... you don't sound like a complete ass and ruin the quality of the episode <laughs> when they do agree to have you on? Or no? How about this? Was it was was the, was the first step? <laughs> why don't I fucking just be in the United States, huh? Why don't I just be in a different country? Was was that I the was answer? I was supposed to be home this weekend, catching uh-huh. a flight to Chicago tomorrow. Chicago. But I had a positive COVID test. <gasps> and how do you feel? Negative. Uh-huh. I, I don't have the vid. I would have had my mic. You would have had your oh your microphone. Mm-hmm. You would have gone home to Ontario mm-hmm. and brought your mic. Oh no, I guess we'd be recording this on Sunday, where you would still be in Ontario today, right? That's correct. And I'd right. catch a flight at eight thirty in right. the morning. But instead, you were like, we were like, hey, maybe we can just wait until you're back home, and you profusely started crying and you wouldn't allow that to happen until we recorded tonight and you think that's fine for you to do it's what the advice said on incognito <laughs> go ahead and send me that link there brother he also sent me a message at like five today saying are you guys pottying without me and then the emoji of the person at the verge of tears don't f- mm. you fucking exposed me dude <laughs> <laughs> the hesitation the hezzy okay that's officially it that's our time that's our episode sid thank you once again for coming on despite all the ridiculing we couldn't be happier to have you here you know what i mean and we just appreciate you taking the time and you know the floor is yours for anything else you'd like to say before we wrap and get out of here i'm probably not gonna listen to this episode so um go fuck yourselves how you're on it why yeah you listen to your episodes like six times i forgot what happened like five minutes ago exactly why you're gonna re-listen to it (laughs) <laughs> i hated that daniel yeah. any closing thoughts um no i'm just tired and drunk yeah i'm starting to feel a little bit of the fucking alcohol, as they say oh. okay it's time to get out of here guys thank you so much for listening uh if you have any questions or anything i am i am rt dot podcast i am rt i what daniel what's our instagram <laughs> i am R- you guys both said it right i am rt yeah. Dot podcast. And dan.and.canalgmail.com. Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Dan.and.what? Dan it's Dan and Canal, but like with periods instead of spaces. In, in between, yeah. Did you have the option to do it without the dots? I mean, I could have done underscores or like dashes. Okay, no, I'm saying, did you, I'm, I'm saying, did you have the option to do like none, like nothing in between, just Dan and Canal? Sid, any uh, closing thoughts? Can, wait, did you seriously? And you said dots is a better option? <laughs> and you did that? That's you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank We're you so gonna much for listening. We're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll see you for the next episode of the I May Regret This Podcast. Bye.
Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will see you next week for yet another episode. Yet another episode. Yet another episode. Oh. Oh. This is the last time I'm here.